0: try to look at the long term, you know, goal as opposed to just hey, I'm I've I'm, I'm invested this this time and money.
1: Welcome to Honesty Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host Chase Clymer and I believe running a direct to consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. Today, we're welcoming to the show a very, very brilliant gentleman. Ian Leslie is the CMO at US Housewares Brands Industry West and Flavor. His journey has spanned almost a decade now. He's done some pretty pretty incredible things with both those brands. Uh So welcome to the show today, Ian. How are you doing?
0: Hey, man. Good. Appreciate it. Thanks for having
1: me. Um, I'm super excited to get in uh, and talk about all this cool stuff. um you know, but I think we should tease the audience a bit and talk about how I guess perhaps you ended up on my radar, uh, which was kind of like a secret sale that had some pretty cool results so uh let's let's tease them a bit. let's not give it all away make <laughs> them make them wait a bit all but, right. uh, what what was that all about?
0: Uh, so yeah, we um. We were running a warehouse sale, spun up a new site for a warehouse sale. We've done it in the past. Um, This was our first attempt at running like a PWA headless site for it. And um, we uh, were doing a friends and family thing kind of early access for the first weekend. And I got a little uh, antsy and decided, um, you know, I I wanted to go broader than friends and family uh, to our own audience. So I I spun up a little kind of ad hoc thing and uh, it led to Crazy, crazy weekend. Uh, lots of pings of the uh, of the site and the sales. And I mean, I guess you don't want to give it all away. So I guess, like, what do what do they say? Like, eh, eh, we'll find out the rest of the story after the break, I guess, or or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. So uh, you've been at Industry West now for over ten years. Uh, take me back to, I guess, right before that. Uh, kind of what was your, what's your career journey been like, and and how'd you end up there?
0: Yeah, so actually, Industry West is about 10 years old, 11 years old. Um, t- this is our 10 year anniversary, actually, uh, right around this month. Um, so, and I've been there for five, six years. Um, prior to that, I was with Savannah College of Art and Design. I was um, leading their interactive marketing team. So, basically, all web, email, social, digital properties as it related to uh, lead generation for high school students, trying to get high schoolers to raise their hand and say they wanted to attend university uh prior to and i was actually out of school i was a journalist uh and then kind of got out of print journalism as uh that dinosaur started to die um and um but been, i have no industry west since its inception um worked with uh it's one of its co-founders jordan england at a prior gig and, uh, he and I got to know each other. He went off to find, it, uh, he founded Industry West and I went to work at SCAD. And then about five years after it was founded, uh, joined back up with him. Uh, company is founded by he and his wife and, um, totally bootstrapped company. And then, like you mentioned, we've since spun off a sister brand called Favor, uh, where, uh, we sell a lot of accessories, home decor items, um, lower AOV. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, that's that's me. That's the brand in a nutshell. Awesome. So when you were
1: uh, first kind of offered the job over at Industry West, what was the position? What were you trying to help them out with?
0: Yeah. So I was. Um, so I was leaving SCAD, and I was. Uh, so Industry West is based in, in Florida. I live in coastal South Carolina and, and wasn't wanting to move, but you know had a good relationship with Jordan and Ann, so we thought we'd try it on a contract basis. So I was sort of like offering like fractional CMO uh, services. Uh, so I was a con- on a contract basis with them and then was working a few other small gigs, uh, doing some digital uh, consultation for, for Gamut Media, which is a Cox property up north. Um, and then uh, a few other just just small social media projects. Uh, so I was doing that basically. So I mean, I was basically a, an outsourced CMO for the company for the first year. Um, and that first year was just um, just a lot of like kind of getting uh, best practice email campaigns in place, uh, tearing down uh, the SEM and rebuilding it with a with a new agency, and, and just kind of getting some stuff to best practice. Um, Industry West had succeeded uh, despite not having a lot of that best practice stuff in place in the first five years with the, on the digital side. So um, yeah, that that was a, a, the first year there. Uh, then after the first year, uh, we realized things were working well remotely, and, and I came on full time as a as a full time employee. So the only thing that really changed was I got benefits.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that's 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 crucial these days.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. When you
1: started working with Industry West, uh, y- even you know as a as a consultant or a contractor, however you want to spin that term, um, you know, where were they at in their business journey? Uh, you can share as as much or as little as you can.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I th- we were very uh, trade focused at the time. Um, so I, I say you know B two B, and I always like to define that as not wholesale, but rather. Um, uh, interior designers, uh, coffee shops, mom and pop, pizza, you know, bars, restaurants, uh, or and then from that all the way to um, internal or external procurement for, say, Facebook HQ or Airbnb HQ or a food court at Yankee Stadium or, you know, uh, Atlanta Hartsfield Food Court. Um, so, which we've you know, have furnished all of those. So the first five years, they were very heavy into that. Um, it was when I started that we definitely started to expand the actual e-commerce sales. Even though we've always been e-commerce, um, an overwhelming majority of the sales had actually gone through sales reps, like like the trade calling or emailing in um, and and wanting a quote and then transacting offline. So uh, when I started, it was we you know definitely the hockey stick of growth in terms of like actually getting people to transact online uh and some of that being the b2b side but uh, exp- expanding the uh consumer side um and then in the last year with covid i mean the consumer side and the e-commerce side has just exploded to the point where um when i started i mean we were looking at e-commerce well you know once i got kind of e-commerce up and running we were looking at it, you know accounting for in the neighborhood of 20 or 25% of uh top, of, of monthly revenue Uh, Whereas now we're looking at e-commerce accounting for in the neighborhood of fifty to fifty-five percent of revenue.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And so, when you when you took the job, and then now you're working full time, and you are coming in and you're taking a look at things, you're trying to put in best practices in place. Um, You mentioned that you had kind of consulted around for a bit of you know at some other things. Is that is that kind of uh, something that you find happens to most brands? Uh, Kind of as they're growing, they get to a certain point. I guess what I'm saying is, from my perspective, I find brands that have kind of like hit that uh, they've gone from zero to one. They found product market fit, and when you get someone in place that kind of knows what they're doing, helping them get those best practices, um, just the trajectory and the growth just kind of just spins up really fast yeah. because they got they have all this other stuff already in place, which is is super helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that was. I mean, I, I know Jordan. Like, I, I knew the company. I knew. The founders and and I and I like them and I, I mean I love them they're some of my best friends and you know love the product but it was the fact that it was succeeding as well as it was despite the fact that a lot of those best practices weren't in place where I like I kind of jumped at the opportunity. It's exciting. Um, yeah, exactly. So like you and, and I we talk a lot about you know could this company happen today like and I don't know that it could. But I mean, Jordan just kind of, it's a bootstrap company. In the first five years, Jordan just, just grinded like, you know, and a lot of it was word of mouth. And a lot of it was the fact that he, we were an, a, a company that stocked furniture. And if like, I mean, a, a story that we always tell is that like in the first couple of years, there was a burger joint in Pittsburgh that needed, uh, you know, 50 bar stools or 75 bar stools. And like Jordan like rented the U-Haul and packed it up and drove the U-Haul from Jacksonville, Florida, up to Pittsburgh and delivered the bar stools himself. I mean, and then when you have like service like that and from the owner of the company, um, you know, word of mouth travels and, you know, so then it was, okay, well, we have this great trade consumer base or trade base. Like how do we build up a consumer base? And so it was starting to build up, you know, all those other best practices. And then it's, I mean, for me, like, and I wrote, I, I kind of blogged about this years ago. It was like, yeah, that initial hockey stick of, okay, now we're doing, Email. We're, our SEM is actually working, um, and we're doing some social advertising. Uh, okay, so you get that initial hockey stick, but then how do you sustain it, right? Like, and I think like what we saw was, yeah, we saw when my first year, we saw that hockey stick of growth. Then maybe years three, four, we were growing, but not at the same clip. And now year five, uh, particularly on the e-commerce side, I mean, it's just it's crazy. I mean, typically year over year. Like, uh for any given month I mean we're, we're reaching the previous year's total like within the first 15 17 days of a month so uh it's yeah so the growth is crazy but yeah I mean I think the, you put those practices in place and and you um see the initial hockey stick of growth and then it's a matter of okay what can you do next to to sustain that or to continue to grow
1: absolutely so I guess let's talk about uh you know what you had what you did next, uh, so obviously, you mentioned earlier, you're a big fan of owned marketing. Um you know, f- could you kind of break down what the stack looks like these days, how you guys are acquiring new customers, how you're keeping new cu- or how you're keeping customers happy? Uh, mm-hmm. just kind of like what that journey might look like,
0: yeah. I mean, we you know when I started, we were pretty heavy into like our Google advertising, i say an overwhelming majority of our budget went to you know search, um, display, shopping um started to uh do a little bit more social advertising um and then i mean i think like and then over the past year i mean we've really divested a ton from google i mean other than google shopping we're not on google much at all in terms of new customer acquisition we do a ton on instagram facebook um pinterest um we are and then we're we're doing a lot of influencer stuff and then we're also um Really having great success in, in doing um, a lot of white label advertising through some some publisher networks and some partner uh, uh, I'm sorry some some partner magazines and sites like Elle Decor or uh, Architectural Digest or that sort of thing uh, and using those uh, those channels as a platform um, and then I mean I think. Uh, yeah. And then I mean, I think we find that um, we're an aspirational brand um, to an extent. So a lot of the times we'll collect a new contact, a new customer contact, and it'll take them a bit of time, you know, or waiting for a sale or something before they'll, they'll order. So continuing to kind of email them and just be top of mind for them, uh, whether it's through retargeting or through emails uh but yeah i mean i think um more than ever and also more more so now with the economy as it is and, and um you know post covid i mean i think we we've, we've been more uh invested in print the past year than we have probably in all my years prior and i think that's just because there's there's some value there um due to the economy so uh yeah i mean i think that's uh that's where we're at there If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe
1: Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the easiest way to integrate any top e commerce app or service with your online store. Designed exclusively for the Shopify ecosystem, yes, that includes Plus, Mesa's automated workflows can get back your time spent on repetitive tasks while growing your business all at the same time. Join other merchants that have embraced the simplicity of Mesa's no code approach to building workflows. You can create new ways to improve customer engagement. Encourage repeat purchases without lifting a finger, reduce manual data entry, and much more through a simple point-and-click interface. And With Black Friday Cyber Monday planning around the corner, now is the time to ask the question Is my online store prepared? Optimizing every step in the shopping experience is the only way to create a lifelong customer. Get Mesa and capitalize on one of the biggest commerce events of the year. Visit getmesa.com slash honest for a 14-day free trial. That's G-E-T-M-E-S-A dot slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 80,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, merchants like you can get 1 month of automated Shopify backups for free by visiting rewind.io slash honest. That's R-E-W-I-N-D dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Hey everybody, do you want to win back valuable lost time for your support team? Gorgias has machine learning functionality that takes the pressure off small support teams and gives them the tools to manage a large number of inquiries at scale, especially during the holiday season. Gorgias combines all your different communication channels like email, SMS, social media, live chat and even phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all of your customer inquiries. Their powerful functionality can save your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. They have allowed online merchants to close tickets faster than ever with the help of pre-written responses integrated with customer data to increase the overall efficiency of customer support. Their built-in automations also free up time for support agents to give better answers to complex product-related questions, providing next-level support which helps increase sales, brand loyalty and recognition. Eric Brandholtz, the founder of Beard Brand, says, We're a 7-figure business and we have essentially 1 person on customer support and experience. It's impossible to do it without tools like Gorgeous to help us innovate. Learn how to level up your customer support by speaking to their team here. Visit gorgias.grsm.io/.honest. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot G-R-S-M dot slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Businesses are the most successful when they own their own data, customer relationships, and their growth. That's why more than 50,000 e commerce brands, big and small, trust Clavio to deliver their ideal customer experience. Clavio is the ultimate e commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and all sizes. With email automation, SMS marketing, list growth tools, and more, you'll get everything you need to build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. If you're tired of relying too heavily on paid advertising or third-party marketplaces for your sales success, you're not alone. It's time to take back control of the customer experience. More and more online businesses are moving to Klaviyo to grow higher-value customer relationships through personalized email and SMS marketing. And the results are staggering. Ready to drive future sales and higher customer lifetime value with a marketing platform built for your long-term growth? You should get a free trial of Klavio over at Klavio.com slash honest. That's K L A V I Y O ocom slash H O N E S T. Could you talk a little bit more about how uh, you are okay with, you know, just acquiring an email and not necessarily getting the sale right off the rip yeah. uh, and having a longer sales cycle as what I'm going to say? You're. A lot of your offering is more on the luxury side of things.
0: Yeah. I mean, so our AOV is generally uh, in the neighborhood of, you know, $900 to $1,100. So, I mean, that's not a, you know, a spontaneous purchase. Um, so, I mean, we typically see a, I don't know, two to four week um, shopping cycle uh, before someone will actually transact. So, I mean, so I think like we're constantly filling the funnel with you know with an a a new audience and awareness play a, and being uh deliberate in terms of targeting and we we target our ads in our on you know where where the person is whether it's you know mid top bottom funnel um and so I mean, we are a bootstrapped company and so I can't afford like six month nine month awareness plays uh but I so everything has to transact relatively soon but if but I mean, it's cyclical, and um I think we have an understanding that you know you, you need a couple, you need a couple of days or a couple of weeks before you're gonna decide to to place an order for a twenty five hundred dollar sofa you know online so um that that's totally understood so I mean I think we're we we have a pretty good understanding of daily traffic and daily carts and daily volume of carts and knowing like okay. Um, these carts will end up converting you know, within X amount of days or whatever. And as long as we're seeing the traffic volume and the cart volume, we feel pretty good that the, the checkouts are going to be there within a certain amount of time.
1: Absolutely. And then uh, I'm assuming that uh, you are reaching out to these new emails through whatever email software you're using, uh, and just really educating them about the products and the, the benefits and the values of shopping at Industry West.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're continuing to educate them. We're a lot of emails, a lot of, um, UGC. We're doing some UGC ads. Um, and yeah, just trying to, like I said, just trying to stay front of mind. Uh, depending on where they are on the funnel
1: awesome and now before we get into uh, uh the big win of the last couple of <laughs> months, uh, yeah. is there anything that comes to mind in the, in you know in your experience in the last decade that is you know that was perhaps the opposite side of the spectrum, maybe a mistake that you guys have made that you'd try to uh let yeah. the audience know like hey you probably shouldn't try this because we did and it wasn't the best
0: yeah I mean I don't think there was like any major faux pas, but I mean, I think like one thing I always kind of look at is. Uh, with our trade audience, we were trying to like kind of recreate the wheel to an extent and allow them to build uh, a mood board um, that they could then share with their own clients and get approval of through our website as sort of a um, a sourcing platform as opposed to just like a pure e-commerce platform, and that really didn't resonate. The interior design community didn't use it. Uh, so basically like we had just revamped like Magento's wishlist program and created it more into like a lookbook uh, look, I forgot what exactly what we even called it. But um but yeah you know we were hoping intern designers would like add five or six chairs and then send that to their clients and said I found these amazing chairs under Suez. Which one do you like? And can I source for you? And it just didn't really resonate. Um, so and we spent a decent amount of money kind of creating that functionality on the site and just sort of sort of bonked. Um, and I'm always one to like, I mean, I, I'm always one to, I, I hate the phrase "fell fast, but I mean, I also am always willing to pilot something. Um, so, I mean, I think there are plenty of times I've piloted things that didn't work out. Um, but thankfully, I haven't been, you know, canceled on Twitter or anything yet for something that really went wrong.
1: I mean, I think that's this part of marketing is you're gonna try a lot of different things, but the ones that win are gonna offset the ones that didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, rising tide lifts all boats and all that jazz. And I mean, I think um, at the end of the day, if like we're seeing growth and we're seeing, you know, the the numbers, top and bottom line numbers worked out right, like it's all it's all good. I think it's just you know not being. Um, not being too proud to cut your losses whether it's you know uh, an initiative a marketing campaign a piece of software whatever it may be try to look at the long term you know goal as opposed to just hey I'm I've I'm, I'm invested this this time and money
1: Absolutely. And um, you mentioned that you are built on Magento. Obviously, you know Shopify is a big player in the space these days, and but there are these are just tools, right? So it doesn't really at the end of the day, any tool can kind of serve the purpose that you need. So I guess what was the reasoning behind uh,
0: moving forward with Magento? Yeah, I mean, we were on uh, Magento community slash open source before I started. Um. Originally, the site was a Drupal site. Got moved to Magento, uh, and then I was with the company for a year or two. And we had like we s- knew um, open source was sunsetting in terms of security patches, et cetera. So we had to decide. You know, did we want to redesign, rebuild on um enterprise commerce cloud, or did we want to move over to Shopify? At the time, Shopify Plus wasn't um. What it is now, but even if it if it was, I I think we still would have made this decision. Um, I mean, really, it was a lot of it was what we wanted to do on the site, but also a lot of it was just the complexity of our SKUs. Uh, a lot of configurables, a lot of kits. Um, just you know, selling furniture is a, a, a lot different than you know, selling sneakers or or selling um, you know T-shirts. So, um, I think just Magento in terms of the complexity of our SKUs and the complexity of tying into like our, uh, our ERP uh, was, was just the right move. And then since then, I mean, I, I think it's paid tons of dividends because we're, we're currently running um, three, soon to be four websites from the same Magento instance. Um, and that doesn't include when we, when we were running a POS, we were running it out of Magento as well. So I mean basically I like to say we're not you know we we have a platform now right like so we we've, we've built a platform our own platform through Magento as opposed to like running these disparate websites
1: Absolutely and and that makes sense to me um, Magento is extremely powerful and it, it it does have its place in kind of the ecosystem f- f- and I agree with you the configurability of that and the high SKU counts like oftentimes Magento's always going to win out Mhm so let's let's kind of give the people what they have been waiting around the last twenty minutes for. Um, let's talk about the the insider sale and how that worked out for you.
0: Yeah. So we like I said, we're running this warehouse sale. We've run it before. This is the first time uh, we kind of hacked the website together in the past. This time we did a, uh, a PWA install uh, of our Magento installation. So this is now our third website in addition to our www site and um, Favor. Um, and we. It was a big deal. Like the the launch was a big deal again because we were doing this PWA and there's a lot that came with that. Um, and so we were like, hey, let's just soft launch it to some friends and family. So we sent an email out on Friday. Um, Adobe actually got the email, so they sent it out to like all of Adobe. So it was like already not going to be quite friends and family. Um, and then um, Friday, Saturday, some point late Friday, early Saturday, I was like, you know what? I, I want to. <laughs> I just want to sell it all now. So. Um, I went on my uh, my notes app on my phone, my iPhone, and I just kind of wrote out this note as if like I was keeping an like I was gonna like send this note to my team of like, hey, let's keep this behind a password and like warehouse sale about to launch, let's keep it behind a password um, because you know it blew up last time and everything went so quickly, but we'll open to the public like, and it was like the date was like a week from then and i posted that on our industry west uh instagram account and it c- kind of made it look like it was a mistake right like i hadn't meant to post the the website and the password and i mean man it just like it blew up from there i mean we did i mean i think we did like half a million dollars or something like that in 2 day in 48 hours i mean it was it was insane um and i think just that whole like kind of exclusivity and fomo and like um Oh my gosh, like they messed up and they didn't mean to post this and I could hop on this opportunity. And I think you and, it, and and I think people like also saw it for what it was, which was just sort of like kind of a, a gimmick. Um but it, it worked out really well. Um we we just killed it. We totally we we just destroyed our previous warehouse sale numbers and um and thankfully the site um site held up <laughs> even though I told everyone we were gonna kind of soft launch it, but the soft launch became like the launch. And yeah, and I mean, and and for me, like the inspiration of that was, um, and some people have asked me before, but just like um, I'd seen a lot of people, uh, um, a lot of uh, celebrities using their their iPad, their iPhone Notes app as like a um, a way just to write messages to their community and post it on Instagram, and like the Notes app has become sort of stationary. Uh, of the generation or at least of the moment, so I was like, hey, let'll just put it on the notes app. It doesn't have to look you know pretty and glossy. like let's just put it out there and it, it worked. Oh
1: no, yeah, it, it worked fantastic uh, and it, it was super cool idea, and I'm sure that there's going to be a few uh, imitators out there uh, <laughs> Poor, pulling yeah. some inspiration from the success that you saw. Is there anything that I forgot to ask you about today that you think would be worthwhile to share with our audience?
0: Uh, no, I mean, I just think like, I, I always like to point out again, like we are a bootstrap company. And I think more and more we've been given thought to the fact of like, could this company if started today succeed to the extent that it has? And, and I don't know that it could. I think it's such a crowded uh, vertical um, and D C brands are just starting up left and right. And the cost of acquisition is so high. Um, I think it would be very difficult to do this today or start it from day one today. Um, and I think, um, I do think the bootstrap narrative kind of gets underplayed across all verticals, uh, not just our story, but really all stories. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that's really important. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's been a great ride. Um, I think, you know, uh, there's, and, and there's still so much runway. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not too proud to say that like. I could walk down the street and ask a hundred people if they've heard of Industry West, and and I would imagine ninety-nine haven't. So it just tells me there's a ton of opportunity there, and um, looking forward to to get them all learning learning about us.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Ian. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.